Hey guys, Shane here. I uh, just wanted to say thank you, as always, for listening to the Crow Pod. And uh, if, if you like what we do here and want to help us out, you can go to uh, anchor.fm backslash crowpod and click on the support button. You got three different options there, uh, 99 cents, $4.99, and $9.99 uh, monthly contribution. Anybody who does the four ninety nine level, uh, you get one live read per month on air or, you know, like on, on the main show for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. If you do the nine ninety nine, we'll give you a live read uh, every single episode uh, the, of the main show. So every single week on the main Crow Pod, uh, we'll give you a shout out for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. So uh, just like I said, you go to anchor.fm backslash Crow Pod, click on support, and uh, we'll, we'll get that message out to all of our listeners every single week. And, and that goes out not only on the Crow Pod Network, but on the Heart and Hand Network as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Crow Pod, and joining me, Shane, of course, David Edgar. Hello, David. Hundred episodes, and I coughed there during the introduction. <laughs> uh, you know, that's us off to a fucking belter of a start last week, eh? Um, you, know, you know what today is? What is today? Today is the ninth anniversary of the show. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Thank you. That didn't get, didn't get good till eight years. <laughs> apart from, apart from I, I, that. even that, that, that's questionable. Jesus Christ. Apart from, apart, from that, <laughs> apart from that one time I was on, uh, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't get good to now. But uh, oh. I think we're doing all right for a wee show that you and I brought back, basically to have an excuse to, to make time to talk to each other yeah. once a week. Um, and we found Todd. Hi, Todd. Hey. Lads, I just, just, you know, the bizarre, I, I sometimes love when people get, in t- well, I, I always love if people get in touch and they say, hi, I listen to your show, you know, in Australia or New Zealand or whatever. Um, I was walking into Hamden on Sunday, the one and only highlight of the day, just about. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a gentleman came up to me and he said, hi, you know, David, really like the site, really like the, the stuff you do. I said, oh, thank you very much. It's very kind, which it is. It's always very kind when a stranger approaches you and doesn't want to punch you in the face, more of mm-hmm. that. Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and he said, you know what my favourite show is? Now, we do a lot of shows, don't we? Right. A lot on Heart and Hand. We do it a yeah. lot. Uh, Shane even does extra shows for his own Heart and Hand. Um, and we do a lot of shows, extra shows on the Crow Pod, you know, music. Yeah. Effort. We cover the lot. And he said, yeah. it's the Crow Pod. And I said, all right, thank you. I said, why? And he went, 
the three of you absolutely cracked me up. And I said, oh, oh I love people with low standards. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> so that no, was so no, that, that, that definitely wasn't our new friend Murdoch then. I'm no. no, no, no. <laughs> How the fuck's he? Is he fucking okay? <laughs> um, you know, the two listeners, one, one stopped in the way to get and thank you for doing that, mate. You were the one bright spot of an otherwise horrific day. Um, and then another who pulled us up for swearing, uh, <laughs> which, which you yeah. know, was... You have uh, to take the crunchy with the smooth. I actually get this quite a lot in Heartland and have done since it started. People saying, well, you know, I can't play it to my kids. And I'm like, well, it's not really for your kids. Right? For exactly. How come I can't show snuff films to my children? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an adult site, and occasionally yes. we're going to talk about adult things. And I actually exactly. always put a warning on the show to say adult themes and... Yeah strong language that's so explicit, it, that's explicit on every podcast yeah. service i <laughs> yeah I, I i i i promise you mate in return i won't go to you know like a soft play and no. go fuck cut bugger um, <laughs> <laughs> right I, that i accept would be offside right right there's okay so there's a sentiment that we have here which i hold near and dear to my heart in sort of other avenues of my life and one being um the write em up show, which we just did, just did live finally for the first time in a year and a half. And it was, it was great. And I can't thank everyone enough for, for coming out to it. But there was one time I had this guy on, uh, an, an Irish comic, uh, moved to, moved to Toronto. Uh, and, uh, Cormac McGinnis was his name. You could not get more Irish. That's Irish. That is an <laughs> Irish name. Yeah. Right. Uh, unless he, unless he'd been called something like Donegal Dublin. Then right. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cormac, What's your name? Cormac Donegal okay. McGinnis. <laughs> right. So uh, I am I, I I invite him on the show and I'm doing my usual thing before the show 15 minutes before, which is where the fuck's my audience? Where the fuck are my mm. artists and writers? So I'm doing this and I walk into the showroom. We haven't opened yet. And Cormac is standing there and it's that stereotypical thing of guy staring in a panicked look at an empty page with pen in hand. <laughs> it's just he is in four wheel lock. So I'm like, it, it's showtime soon. So I'm like, Cormac, what's what's wrong? Are you okay? And he's he's like, um, I don't know what jokes to do. So in my usual helpful way, I say I would pick the funny ones. <laughs> and, and he goes, That's no, I, I, and he goes, no, um, I, I, I kind of want to do my gay material, but I'm worried about it. And I went, do you fucking gay material? Yes, do that. Like that. Yes, this is. What, why do you think you're on? It's legal here. I don't know if yeah. you noticed, right? It's a, and it's quite a metropolitan city. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's it's pro- of all the cities you could give this a shot in. This yeah. is probably it, right? It's a good one, yeah. Um, don't do it in Grand Prairie. You might, you know, eschew yeah. that one. But like in Toronto, you're fairly safe. And he just looked at me with his really earnest face and went, "Well, I'm worried about your audience." And I looked at him and went, "Fuck my audience!" Like, <laughs> I just. If they can't handle gay material, they're not my audience. I want you to challenge them. I want comics to come up and chat. And so he did, and he blew off, he blew the roof off the place. Like another example of that is there's a, a a guy by the name of Marty Top who is a performance artist, comedian, sketch artist, performer in Toronto. I was like, ah, this guy needs a uh, needs a place on the show because he's stupid. And um, close the show with him, and he uh, pulls out his keytar. And does for the audience three songs about having sex with dolphins. Yeah. 
three <laughs> different songs. Oh, I forgot to mention my wife was in the audience. Um, and I also forgot to mention that she's sitting with my parents. Ah. I also forgot ah. to mention my dad is a retired minister. So all of these things came together for a very long and awkward dinner afterwards, but it was fine. See, I, I just I, don't, you know, again, nine years of the show now. Mm-hmm. What what the fuck did you think this program was? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I think people kind of stumble across it and they think, oh, okay, and then they do have no idea. And so, and this is the point of the show. Some people will absolutely just not get it, think it's oh. pointless and a waste of time, and that's cool. And that is absolutely cool. <laughs> the people who get it though love it, and that's the yeah. point, you know. And, yeah. and that has been one of the rules of heart and hand over the years is that. I put stuff out, and if two people absolutely love it, then that's cool. And as yeah. long as I'm one of them, um, and that's that's always been the rule. It's never been about you know we could have meetings and we could all sit down and say right that worked, so we'll do more of that and we'll mm-hmm. promote it. And fuck that, that's just yeah. not who we are. About. I found a more Irish name, incidentally. Okay. Yep. Um, I found a more Irish name. Okay. Mayor Mayor Joseph Fitzgerald O'Malley Fitzpatrick O'Donnell the Edge Quimby. There we go. <laughs> uh, slightly. Well, I, I do hope he speaks only in the last name, last part of that name's accent. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just he speaks in a, a Boston accent. I, I was hoping I could do the gay material. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, he, he, he's a he's a hero of mine. I, I, I like his, his moral. Yeah, I like his moral compass. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was you know a bit of a bit of a, a hellish week. Uh, and of course, what always happens. Well, I, I, I don't think my Sunday could have gotten much worse. You, you <laughs> I'm, I'm about to turn the floor over to because my complaints will pale into insignificance. But right. whenever sure, we, we, sure we didn't do well in a cup tie. Sure, you know, there's there's uh, people complaining about someone's shoes, but assault is pretty cool. Let's assault, do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that. Yeah. But I have brought a bit actually to cheer you up later. But I'll um I'll, I'll do my complaints and then. You know, I'll turn the floor over to you and just sit back with a, a cocoa. Uh, I, and I've got, you know, a cold compress. So, um, you know, Sunday Rangers are appalling. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. just my God, that was an absolute <sighs> bin fire. Of, I, I didn't even watch it. I was I, I was on a train it. writing and editing a screenplay that was due at midnight. And so I had, you know what, I'll watch it on Rangers TV later. But curiosity got the better of me going, I wonder if my bet went through. And I opened my phone and went, nope. And then I was listening to you two on Twitter. I'm like, I'm going to give this a pass. And then I saw the interview. I was like, fuck me. Now I totally have to watch it. So a lot of people have defended that interview, which was bizarre to me. But uh, yeah, so in the game, genuinely. You're shocked at how bad we were in that first half, and then you know you come out. Then all the trains are cancelled uh, back to Glasgow, so that leaves me with a nice wee three mile walk, which I actually did, and I realised this later without looking up once because I put my head, up, uh, my hood up, you know, and I had the the scarf around my face, and I just hmm. basically watched the shoes of the guy in front of me all the way back to Glasgow. <laughs> Didn't look up once, um, so I'm sitting on the train, and then you know. Uh, next day and everything and what happens is when Rangers lose like that everybody gets it uh, mm-hmm. including us so Rangers can't defend a set piece because we don't ask penetrating enough questions at press conferences apparently and it's like 
that that's not the reason, lads. You know, and I get, but everybody, Jimmy Bell gets it. The the lady that makes the tea gets it. It's mm-hmm. just you know everybody. It's a bloodletting exercise, and it's kind of water off a duck's back to me at this stage. But you know, some of the younger guys are like, oh, I didn't say that, and I'm like, I know, I know. It's not you. It's it's the fact that Rangers were three down in half an hour yesterday that caused this. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I'm having a shit day. It, it also turns out, and long term <laughs> listeners will know how painful this is. Rangers are playing Hibs on Wednesday, the 1st of December, which mm-hmm. is the same night I was supposed to be going to see the Muppets. And now oh. I can't And now I can't go because I'm going yeah. to Easter. Um, so I'm having a shit, shit day at the realisation that this was the case. Yeah. I will turn the floor over to my good friend, Mr. <laughs> Shea. Yeah, so I, I, um, I thought I was going to have to work. So, you know, I got to watch the match. So, regretted that yeah mm. don't really want to say much more about it mm-hmm. um so i, I had it in because there, there was like a showdown to some country motherfucker i've never heard of was playing so i thought we were gonna be busy i get there it's not so fuck it i'll just hang out and have a beer and watch the the sunday afternoon nfl games you know oh bad wait oh, sunday? That's yeah, it was all right it's all right but then uh yeah i got on into the evening and uh this gentleman came in to isn't supposed to be there in the first place so i walk around you know to the back of the bar and like you know what, what, what are you doing here my man oh don't worry about it i was like oh yeah i'm going to because i don't think you're supposed to be in here he's like i don't need you i need that bitch to serve me i said well her name is oh. that bitch you know her, her name her name is not that bitch so uh so me back out from behind the bar like, all right let's get the fuck out and i'm just walking the guy you know, guiding him toward the door, as it were. And about eight feet from the door, he just turned around and threw a sucker punch and hit me right in the mm. fucking eye, Correct. which is still swollen to shit. It looks mm. a lot worse today than it did yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It looked pretty bad yesterday in Oldfield. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, so, uh, it's, it's I'm, much I'm, worse. You, you kind of look like one of those patients that Dr. Death worked on. I'm just getting through that documentary. <laughs> he he kind of, his eye looks like a sausage roll that's been squished. In right. a bag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, I am simultaneously not looking forward to seeing your eye today and looking forward to seeing your eye today. <laughs> it's, 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 totally it's much more front. much more purple today. Let's yeah. use it. Let's use it as a show picture today. Yes. <laughs> okay, so so your your eye has gone third top, it looks like. Yeah. See the sympathy yeah. that you got from our listeners was yeah. the oh, lack of across the board just was just shocking. Know. I was appalled by you, right. You should all have been like fucking Florence Nightingale, right? And right. rallying round, or should have been promises of support, like round robin, we're here for you, Shane. And mm-hmm. instead, what did you do? You made jokes at Shane's expense. <laughs> like, that's like, our job. Yes, like Superintendent Chalmers. He's in there crying like a little girl. Do you find that funny? No, he wasn't really. He was, he was basically like fucking John Wick yesterday. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would not want to be that guy, quite frankly. Right. Now, yeah, he'll uh, probably later this week, you know. <laughs> don't, <laughs> Jane, don't confess to a crime on a right. yeah, yeah. show. Okay. Well, I'll say, I'll take them, I'm taking them a lovely dinner, and we're going yeah. to uh, I, have, have I, extend the dialogue about the... 
I used to watch. I used to watch LA Law, my friend. Right, so I'm actually a, a, a half qualified lawyer. There you go. And no, I watched every series of LA Law, mate. That's uh-huh. got. To, that's got. I watched Night Court. Right? Same reason. Continue. Same reason. There you go. So me and him could, you know, between us, we're legally qualified. <laughs> yeah. in a sense. I um, and one of the things I always say to my clients is, if you're gonna commit a crime. Don't record yourself saying you're going to commit a crime yeah. and then upload it to thousands of people on the internet. Also, also never email. Never, ever, no. ever send the emails. <laughs> Just in general, that's a good rule. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, in general, emails are... What I always like about these emails, um, not scams, email kind of scandals, I suppose is the word. Um, and it happened to, to me in a workplace one time where someone got fired for the, the emails they were sending from the company account. And they were shocked. They were like, they read my emails. I'm like, yes. Can they do that? Yes. Yes. Like, it's their oh, server. I was like, did you use, you know, Gmail or, or Hotmail or something? And they went, no, I used my company one. Oh, no. You fucking idiot. You're going to get fired. <laughs> and yeah. you deserve to be fired for your stupidity rather than. Yeah. Who's, who, you know, who's that, that one tech? Uh, there's a company over here. I forget the guy's name now. But they, you know, got done for. Fraud and fuck knows what else, but like, the email that that pinged him for the government, uh, the subject was uh, time to clean up those files. Uh, <laughs> time to delete evidence is what yep. we're doing. <laughs> that got a lot of the ones uh, Enron and Arthur Anderson. Yeah, for, yeah. for same thing. Uh, yeah. You know that that did get a lot of those guys where they were sending emails basically saying about how they were going to delete illegal emails and which ones they were, which <laughs> probably made it a little bit easier for the... Yeah, no, you can track them down quicker, I think. Yeah, I think so, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I had a, I had a similar thing to, to Shane, except it was um, much more dramatic. It was um, uh, kind of like the Matrix, the beginning part, not the waking up in a pod part, where um, the... Uh, I, I was doing this tech writing job for this huge company and suddenly all um, uh, uh, I've never seen security before. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is interesting. And they marched down to one of the cubicles past me in, in, the, in the area where the developers are. And they just grab this guy and frog march him out, barely giving him time to get his bag. Because apparently what had happened is they were watching, uh, they were monitoring in the IT department all the bandwidth what was going on is like, we are losing so much bandwidth. What the fuck is going on? And then they, you know, did the land scan and, fa- and found it to this one computer who had uh, created a remote desktop and was basically running his home business off of their property ah. and didn't think he would get caught. It was like yeah, for someone good. who's in IT. No, it's, it's so bizarre. Uh, our friend Gail Shane. Yeah. Um, oh. was saying, you know, back in the early days of, uh, I suppose, you know, internet becoming more popular. Um, the, the Follow Follow website was uh, not quite, forums weren't quite as developed yet. <laughs> and you used to get an email for every post, right? right. Which, yeah. uh, which sounds, you know, you can imagine it now, but back then there was like 30 <laughs> of us on it, right? So it yes. wasn't quite as bad <laughs> as that might sound. I remember but that. She got pulled in by her IT department to say, why are you receiving like 900 emails a day? <laughs> and she's like, all right, yeah, sorry. Because um, it was using up all the bandwidth and they're like, well, we can't, we can't cope with this. But uh, early days of, of the internet. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I want to go back to um, to to Shane's guy behind the bar because um, <laughs> I also had an intruder this weekend. Uh, yeah. So if we this is this is more of a cautionary tale to anyone who's thinking of uh, starting stand up comedy or, you know, getting involved in the in the local comedy scene and you're just wondering where to start um, or at the very least, you've heard me go listen to my stuff and go, fuck, I can do better than Van Allen. Any of these things are valid. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm running my show. And because we still have covid uh, restrictions in, in Toronto, we haven't got a full capacity room. They're saying, you know, keep the number of people you have in the green room to a minimum. Okay, just just because yeah. we're we're accessing the stage. So a lot of the comics were like, okay, you know what? Uh, when I'm done my time, I'll actually go and watch the show. I'll just go get a drink. So they really kind of did. They were really good at self policing and keeping like two people to the to to the room, which I thought was really great. And uh, I get off stage after introducing someone, and this guy is just in the room. And I I went hello because he's not on the show. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm here to support uh, my friends. It's like. Okay, and at this point, I'm just kind of like wanting the show to run. I don't want to come off as a prick. If one of their friends is in is is in the room, I don't want to offend them. I want everyone to have a yeah. good show. I'm like, fine, just sit there, and that's fine. By the way, no mask. Um, so uh, he uh, he, uh, I'm doing something else, and he comes over. He goes, uh, just so you know, uh, I just moved into town. Um, I'll be here for about a year, and I'm like, great, great that's news. Cool. That's like, yeah. Um, I had an omelet for lunch. Are we giving out details that are irrelevant <laughs> to the other person? Is that what we're doing? But I went, no, no, that's fine. That's great. And he goes, um, then later on, he goes, how do I get on your show? I'm like, oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? It's like, just message me and, and it'll be fine. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm dealing with something else. And he taps me on the shoulder. Yes. And he shows my Instagram account and goes, is this you? Yes, that's me. Just fine. Uh, and then. We're just trying to wrap up the show because they're on such tight schedules for cleaning and stuff like that. The show has to end after 75 minutes. We're already going to blow over that. I've just brought the last guy up on the stage and he comes to me and goes, could I get five minutes? And I went, uh, uh, we are so tight. And I'm like, I've never fucking seen this guy. I am never going to see this guy because <laughs> fuck and hear me out. You. I didn't want you in my room. I don't want you on my show. I'm not going to look at your link for the fucking show that you've done in some open mic motherfucker. Leave me alone. It's never happened. So. Well, you know, the, the, the ironic thing is, is it's 25 years this week since Ali Dyer, George Weir's cousin, uh-huh. was put on the pitch by Southampton based yeah. on so that that would have been quite similar if you'd done what graham soonest did and just exactly. chucked someone you had never seen based on a very short conversation well, here's the thing if i had time if i honestly had time i would because uh, the theme of the show is i've got writers writing roast jokes and then i read out the roasts if i had the time i would have gone oh yeah let me put you up you know, if 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 time was no object, so ladies and gentlemen, do you have time for one more? Here's a special guest. Here's what's your name again, pal? And then I would say it because I did not remember his name. Cormac McGinnis. Yeah, okay. Cormac McGinnis. No, he's a good guy. He's good. Um, the blah 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 Quimby fellow. And then yeah. um, Shane, I, before, Shane but, we we cannot have criticism of a gay Irishman on this show. Maybe no, 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 no. I'd, I'd really rather we issue that. But before yeah. I left the stage, I would lean into my writer's desk and go fucking eviscerate this guy and yeah. then leave you know no it's it's complete nonsense but speaking of complete nonsense see what i did there uh, um this might cheer you up a little bit shane um 
I know I that both it, of you go for it. Yeah. I doubt it. Well, that not with that, <laughs> not with that attitude. Jesus. Um, Turn yeah. that frown upside down, sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's not that's not a smile. That's an upside down frown. Yeah. Turn uh, that puffy, really bruised frown upside up down. down. <laughs> that's um, always great when breathing hurts. You know, that's that's, you that's must, when you know you're having a good day. You must be used to that by now. Oh, <laughs> you have practiced. Sure. But um, I know that both of you gentlemen are fans of the television show The Sopranos. Oh, very much. Yes, and uh, I know that a lot of our listeners are fans of the popular television show The Sopranos. But for those of you who have not, the um, popular television show The Sopranos um, is about the mafia. Uh, And uh, in particular, a mafia don, I think it's fair to say, uh, a leader of one of New York's, New Jersey's five families. Right. Mm. And it's it's not particularly glamorous, it's fair to say. Um, It's not the godfather. You know, they, Mm. they don't wear sharp suits and... You know, no. make high-level business decisions. It's gritty, it's real, and no. it's down on the ground. There's, there's a surprising amount of beige in his wardrobe. There is a lot of beige, <laughs> you know. And 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 for a guy who wears Hawaiian shirts, he's not especially jolly. It's fair right. To say. <laughs> um, but on Screen Rant yesterday, which is a website which I occasionally peruse, and a lot of people okay. do their website, The Sopranos: Nine Things About Tony That Have Aged Poorly. Ah. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Only okay. nine? His behaviour towards his children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was pretty bad, right? Sure. Eight. Only eight of his worst traits, by the way. His racism. Mm. Now, <laughs> I don't I, I don't remember his racism being considered a plus point when the Sopranos aired, but still. Right. Seven, he backstabs his own friends. Mm-hmm. That that, of course, you know, in the mafia. These right. guys are so trustworthy that yeah. it's it's a shocker that that would happen. And it's yeah. and it's true. It hasn't aged well now because I remember about ten years ago when I was backstabbing my friends, they just <laughs> laughed it off. Yeah, that it was, was it. fine. Do you, you remember yeah. that the, there was that that song, the backstabbers? It was all about how great backstabbers yeah. were. This oh, one I don't understand on any level. High fives he, across the board. He creeped on his imaginary neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's basically criticizing him for fancying someone in his imagination. Yes. We are getting into thought crime. Five, <laughs> five, his constant adultery. Again, you know, when I when I got married for the first time 15 years ago, adultery was frowned upon. Yes. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Right. For his domestic violence. And again, I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to play the back in my day. Right. You, you didn't get, you know, like the, 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 the hero of the year awards on ITV at Christmas didn't feature best wife beater. Mm-hmm. It was not considered a good thing. <laughs> I, I used to say to my wife this horrible, horrible joke, and she knew it was a joke, but I stopped doing it because people in public could overhear us. And I would say, you know, sweetheart, I would never condone domestic violence. Oh, I understand it, <laughs> but I would never condone. And then that she ha ha ha. And then I was like, when I saw people pushing their carts away quickly, I was like, oh, maybe that isn't an outside <laughs> yeah, joke. Maybe that's I, a- you know, I, it, it, Sally and I would do that kind of pretend to hit each other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Occasionally. And one time I threatened to, uh, and, and Murdoch should not listen to this fallen part. I said, I'm going to boot you in the fanny, there right? <laughs> and 
I turned round and pretended to kick her in the fanny, but unfortunately, she was closer than I anticipated. Oh, no. <laughs> and I caught her the way that Alberts caught that free kick against Celtic in 97. <laughs> and it made just the best sound you've ever heard in your life. Right. And I was like, Jesus, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. She goes, we, we don't have much equipment down there. So, right. Three. So this is actually, remember, this is worse than his racism and his domestic violence. He bullies his staff. Oh, come now. Yeah. Come now. Two, his bad temper. Such a drawback when you're a mafia killer. Um, right. Yes. Drawback. And one, the worst thing about Tony Soprano, who up until this point, up until this article, you all thought was basically Mahatma Gandhi. Right. His thoughts about Dr. Melfi. Oh, dear. <laughs> now, to quote the great Norm MacDonald, some people say the worst thing about Tony Soprano were his thoughts about Dr. Melfi, but I disagree. Oh, you disagree? Yeah, I thought it was all the murdering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know the, so, the, the thing the thing that really didn't age well about that was uh, James Gandolfini because he's yes. he's dead. He's dead. So, yes. Really, I don't know. Where, I, David? I have to ask you, which website is that from? Is that from anyone with a fucking keyboard dot com? Like, where yeah. was this? That, that that was from a writer called I mashed my face. Uh, I mashed my keyboard <laughs> with my forehead. Uh, <laughs> But look, I get that you do things for clicks. I do. I honestly do. You you do things for clicks. It's fine. It's part of the job. I get it. But you don't humiliate yourself. And to to turn around and say, you know, like you're you know, ten years ago, domestic violence was considered a party event. Um, ten years ago, we used to have racism in the Olympics. It's yes. not true. It's <laughs> no. very stupid, mm-hmm. and you just look stupid when you do it. But it's part of this thing about, you know, people who just fundamentally don't get anti-heroes, right? It's like in Goodfellas, there are bits that are cool. You know, see at the start when they're going to the nightclubs and they're getting whisked past the line and they're singers on stage. All of that looks cool and the life they have looks great. See, by the end of it, I didn't want to be a gangster. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, there That's are drawbacks. The- there are yeah. drawbacks. That's yeah, a point. Yeah, there's shortcomings in there. there are, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like when, <laughs> when you sit down, you're doing your business plan of being a mobster. You do that two-column exercise where you've got all kinds of the good things on the side. The SWOT analysis. Then, yes. And then you you have a couple, and you're really racking your head for the cons. And you you just look at that list, and you could just go, I know I'm missing something. I know. I'm, did I tell, ever tell you guys we had a mobster in the family? Did I ever tell this story? No. Well, on, the, on the wife's side? Yeah, well, certainly not on mine. That is a stereotype. That is a stereotype, Shane. You just immediately assumed that it was mm-hmm. the Italian that was right, in the mafia. Gay Irish people now making yep. fun of yep. yep. Now, now yep. you so, were right. It turns out yes. it is the Italian. <laughs> By the way, dead to rights. Dead to rights, absolutely. But I think the problem the problem with most ra- most racism is that you're just jumping to the chase. I think everyone wants to hear the setup before the punchline is blurted out. But um, but yes, yeah, so. <laughs> We um <laughs> sorry, Todd. I just love the idea of like your racism could have worked, but right. could have. You, you just needed a proper it, setup. That's yeah. All. You were pre- you were just too premature. You just you know you suffered from premature race ejaculation. Yes, oh. yes. The uh, shitty move. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I just I just got done. Side note. I just got done listening to um 
uh, Mark Maron's uh, cancel culture comedy uh, episode of WTF, which is fantastic. Um, long story short, if you don't want to listen to it, you can say anything you want. Just get ready. Just get ready for the fucking fire hose. That's all that is. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, so, um, because to Shane's point, uh, I am no stranger to stereotyping. So every time I would, uh, when I was in the dating process with my good lady wife, I'd be over the, the, uh, the families, uh, for dinner and stuff like that. And I'd say, Hey, uh, so do we have any mobsters in the, uh, in the family? And they go, shut up, shut up. There's nothing. It's like, it, no. Okay. Everyone asks that. No, we don't. Mm. We don't. So we, um, we go to this family wedding in Montreal, Montreal, which just so you know, my phone often auto corrects to mob <laughs> Um, it is a, it's a, it's a known, um, it's a known oh, it's, Python. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a destination. It's a, it's a destination. It's it's the New Jersey of it's pretty, but it's like it's there's mobsters <laughs> is what I'm saying. So we're getting ready and everyone's getting dressed for the for the for the wedding and stuff like that. And so I just go, you know, usual jokey Todd. Um, so am I going to meet the family mobster today? And because uh, there's a big wedding, like 400 people. And this is the exact wording my mother in law said to me. Exact phrasing. We don't have any. Well, there's one. He's not gonna be that. Don't worry about it. That was the exact <laughs> phrasing. That is super. Uh, don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. And of course, so, now what you can think about is now. That's yeah. all I'm thinking about. Right? Yeah. So is it you? Is it you? Is right. It is it <laughs> right? It's 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 like you know they zoom in on the dog with the shifty eyes because no one yeah. likes the dog. That's <laughs> totally And. So then uh, we go to this thing and everyone's like loading up on the wheel of parm and, you know, there's antipasta and stuff like that. And everyone, you know, the, all the all the manja cakes like myself have to be told slap on the wrist. Don't overload now. There's five courses coming. So it's like, OK, fine. <laughs> and so we're all kind of sitting, uh, sitting down, just having drinks and stuff like that. And suddenly there's a, kind of a bit of a hush. And this guy in sunglasses kind of walks through and uh, I go, can I ask? If that's and they shut up, it's him. It's him. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking yes, here we go. Cut to end of the evening, and it's open food, open bar, the whole bit. So I'm about, I don't know, twelve Negronis in at this point, and it's near the end of the night. They've they've just brought out the uh, there's a poutine station, you know, because it is still nice. Montreal after all, right? Make your own poutine, and so. Um, I've done that, grabbed a sandwich, uh, I've got my kind of last drink into me, so I'm just going outside for some air to, you know, um, just, just before we leave, and I end up talking to this guy, and we're just having you a great time. You went out looking for him, you lied. Did not, did not, did, did not, fucking did, did not. Shane, did. Shane, who do you believe, him or him? I, I was not looking for any bother. We gotta trust our friend, I guess, yeah. you know. I was not looking for bother, I just end up talking to this guy because my cousin was also talking with him. So I was like, oh, there's my cousin, oh, here's this guy, oh, okay. And I think by this point, actually, just because of the course of the evening, by this point, I had kind of forgotten who he was. And so that explains, I think, to me why I'm talking to him the way I am and stuff like that. And my uh, my uh, then girlfriend, now wife, sees me here and goes, OK, bye, everyone. Bye. And she's pulling me away. And as we're walking to the car, she goes, what were you guys talking about? And I went, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of tippy. I don't guy stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> and she's like, 
All I heard you last say to him was, yeah, yeah, whatever you need, drop it off at, at the house. Jesus. Not a good author. Yeah, so um, happy ending to the story. He has since been assassinated. So we're in the clear. <laughs> we're in the clear. Oh, man, that is absolutely uh, magnificent. Sideways, Todd's in-laws have aged poorly. <laughs> I, 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 I must admit, right, I, I don't do national stereotyping, but it doesn't surprise me that that fucking Canadian does. <laughs> Typical of them. <laughs> Typical. But uh, uh, no, it's, it's, it's just one of these concepts that I can't get my head around of this modern thing of hey, hey see this thing that you used to like I'm going to write an article about how it's not very good for hate clicks right. you know, look, is that when you were growing up is that what you wanted to do with your life really did you think you know it'd be good to kind of tell people that something that they really like that doesn't harm me in any way isn't very good now look I've got every right I think to tell people about Queen you know, the right. bad. But do I do it? No, I keep it to myself, right? Because I'm content enough to know that you, I'm You don't right. keep it to yourself. You literally just brought it up right now. <laughs> well, that, all right, okay. Well, you bring it up out of nowhere. Oh, well, oh, oh, right, okay. That's one way of looking at it, right? I'll grant you, right? But, um, <laughs> man has a point, shit. Um, I've just, I've just been, I've just been outlooked by a one-eyed man. <laughs> that's just, that's just. Well, it, it was my birthday on on Saturday. Yes, it was. Yes, Happy it was birthday. my birthday on Saturday, and I oh, turned, captain, my captain. Thank you, and I, I turned forty-four, and it made me realise that I can't have a birthday on a Saturday ever again because clearly I'm forty-four. I must have had more birthdays on a Saturday than the two I can remember, but there are only two that I can remember. One of them was this one, my 44th, where on the 21st, Rangers went out and played like that. The other one was my 21st birthday. Uh, I tell I actually, because my, my birthday was on a Friday this, this year, right? The, the 20th. But on the Saturday, Rangers went to Parkhead. I got a ticket from a friend, Advocates first season, and we got fucked 5-1. So from now on, Next year, Rangers, let's work out when my birthday is, and you cannot <laughs> play on the 21st of November. All right? It's just that's a, you, you can play the 22nd, the 19th. You can play on my birthday. You can play the 20th. You cannot play the day after my birthday because you ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Completely spoil it for me. Um, and, well, and, 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 and then, you know, then we get the, the double whammy of Geo's fucking shoes right <laughs> okay if, if, haven't impressed you at can, all. can i can i i know i'm gonna sound quite contrarian here but um have we run out of problems like have we literally run out of problems that his shoes are the big deal breaker here honestly todd Am I, I got Todd, I got abuse yesterday because i didn't ask steven gerrard hard enough questions and that's why Connor Goldson can't head the fucking ball anymore. So <laughs> I think it's fair to say that we, it's like I said earlier, when we are getting beat, everything is uh, a huge difficulty um, for for everybody. Uh, and look, I, I know what it's like. I mean, I'm sitting on the train right on the way home in a bright fucking orange. I think we discussed this. You know, yeah. I, 
my oh that's another thing right see last last Wednesday Gio was going to be confirmed on Thursday and I can't say Gio's going to be confirmed on the Thursday but I thought I'll give everybody a hint right not because it's like hey look at me I'm in I'm in the know it's more some of you are worrying that he's not going to be announced so I posted up that picture of me in that top and people are like oh you just did that to show that you were in the know and I was like I mentioned it on the fucking show the day before you know how, <laughs> how much of a secret was it that I had bought this top but anyway I'm, I'm sitting on the train and as I say I'm wearing this fucking luminous orange top right and that blue rangers top which is you know the, the seasons it's quite mm-hmm. bright it's quite bright yeah. and I've got my headphones in and I see a guy absolutely you know, miraculously drunk Right, he yeah. can barely walk, and he's swaying down the train, and he's desperate for a conversation with someone, and I can just fucking tell. And of course, I'm sitting there lit up like you know the Tet Offensive, and in <laughs> uh, this in this fucking top, and I actually jumped up, put my jacket on, pulled the hood up over it, put my mask mm-hmm. on, and sat baking all the way back to to go in rather than have a conversation with this guy because I just knew that it was going to be I don't think we would have discussed Wittgenstein over a game of backgammon <laughs> not a long conversation about books no no uh, and, and I mean there is the thing is there is no conversation you can have at that point we were shite today I though I talk about it you know that's, that's yep. basically the conversation you can have yep not that I, I'm, I'm, I'm or, over or, or you could get punched in the face Oh, you can get punched in the face. Um, it's the same as what you know what you need to do. You need to take a jacket with a hood, and the next time something like that happens, put it on. It, it, honestly, it's like a fucking invisibility shield. As soon as you get your hood up and you've got the mask on, people just ignore you. But you know how I look. I am over it now because we have Geo, and he's so cool and handsome, and he smells really nice. And you know that I always go on that. No, I do, I do. I do you know how do you smell when you're wearing a suit? Um, <laughs> Uh, I think it's important, right? Teeth, belt, smell, all things that I, I look at. Shoes as yes. well. Um, but um, fr- Saturday night, we're, we'll talk about the results that came in, you know, and, and in our WhatsApp group, we'll sit and we all, because we're all old and bored, and we all watch mm-hmm. Match of the Day on a Saturday night because none of us are out, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going, oh, Match of the Day will be good today. You know, had that Man United. Oh, we haven't talked about We need to talk about Oli. Um so we're, we're watching, you know, for Man United and stuff, and I'm sitting watching it, and then it comes up. Aston Villa, you know, have a new manager, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm over it. Um, and it cuts to the, the match. Gerard walked out the tunnel, and I got up and turned my television off, and I thought, I may be not as over this as I perhaps thought I was. <laughs> Just looking back, the actions do not seem to represent the words, but uh, yeah, all these Gunner, 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 gone. Finally, and it seems That's quite in keeping. How long he's stuck in that job? That's incredible. Doesn't, it, doesn't yeah. it seem so in keeping with his weird tenure that, on the one hand, it felt really sudden, and yet equally you feel like it's been coming for three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre, uh, man. Somebody told me, "Watch this, you won't believe how bad they are." And I was like, "I can't it be that bad?" And I watched. 10 minute highlights of match today, and I'm like, I was wrong. I yeah, was. I, they, yeah. they made uh, our defensive problems look uh, 
Well, it's minuscule. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah, at yeah. least at least our defense didn't cost two hundred and fifty million quid. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there is I, that. You know, for for all our problems, our defense cost what four million quid. Yeah. So <laughs> I I will say this: Connor Golson this week has has taught me uh, a new way to negotiate contracts. <laughs> <laughs> How? Why do you want this job? Couldn't be arsed, honestly. I yeah. uh, just yeah. minute for what? the paycheck. Uh, it's kind of like an interview it's like, um, under uh, biggest weaknesses you've put honesty. Why is that? <laughs> Don't ask me stupid fucking questions. You yeah, dick. yeah, yeah. You know that that kind of job. But yeah, I, you know, it's a new. I, I'm kind of old fashioned in that if I've got a new boss coming in, my plan's to try and impress him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, typically. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Typically. But you know, the the Manchester United job is is now available and. I reckon I'd be good at it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. who are they even gonna? I mean, Zidane is that? I don't think he wants it, and his wife. I don't think so either. Certainly doesn't <laughs> want to. Doesn't want to live in Manchester. Well, so, Conte wanted the job, but they waited too goddamn long. Yeah, he's he's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're talking about Ralph Rangnick, but he's what, what sixty three now, and he's just signed a deal in Russia. Yeah. Um, so that might be kind of quite tricky. Pochettino, I think they kind of quite fancy, but. You know he's at PSG, obviously, and will be on. You know to get him out his contract will, yeah. you'd assume, be pretty costly. And then the, the names that they keep talking about, Brendan Rodgers and the guy at Ajax, uh, Ten Hag, I think his name yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know that that's fair enough, but it's it, I I love Manchester United. It must be the best place to work in the whole world because it's just sort of like oh guys, I've. I've just I've lost all the gate takings today. Oh, well, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I had it in a bag with like a pound sign on the bag, and <laughs> I remember going for a pee, and when I came back, it's not there, and they would just go, "Oh, never mind," you know, they, don't, don't worry about it. It'll turn yeah. up. What was the last place you looked? You know that that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and, and it just must be the best place to work in the whole world because there's no standards. Nobody seems to care. Mm-hmm. You can get, you know, you can be abjectly wrong for a job and the whole world <laughs> can see it and you can get three and a half years and seven million quid when you get punted. It's just, you know, it's like a lottery win. I, I want a job yeah. at Manchester United, even no, for one day. Maybe they, uh, that, that uh, Barry Ferguson, he might be cut out for it. He'd be perfect. Well, could he tempt him from Alpha? <laughs> I did love I Barry. Barry criticised David McCallum, you know, the Rangers B-team coach, for his performance on Sunday. That would be the Rangers B-team coach who knocked out Czech's notes, Aloha. Aloha, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Three weeks ago. The Challenge (laughs) Cup three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I'll say that for Barry. He will stride confidently into any conversation without (laughs) any concern whatsoever for having how he looks, how he comes out of it. He just Head down, yep. goes for it. You've got to admire that. In a way. Remember, remember when he got called up for doing those V sign things? Remember that? Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. that, that. Yeah. Okay, yep. that. Let's do that. Funnily enough, um, one of our new podders, uh, Rob Shorthouse, he was the SFA director of communications during VGate. <laughs> so he's got some fantastic stories about that. And Rob's now podding for us. Uh, it, it's turned out that that Rob's career he has so far worked for the scottish football association mm-hmm. the, the labor party and mm. scott scott rail who run the trains in scotland 
Right. I am. He's, I'm beginning. I, I'm beginning to reverse them as um, uh, Sadim because he's got a reverse Midas touch. So I, I was going to say, are you sure you want him around? This, <laughs> yeah. This, this but, like well, the end well, of heart and hand right here. Yeah, but but he's on the Alley Show. Oh, okay. That's ah. Right. You know, so that that does seem quite quite appropriate somehow. But he said um, he does say actually that it's quite quite amusing that he gets more abuse for Scott Rail than he does for the FFA. Sure he does probably. <laughs> but I I can't help it. Right, maybe because I'm a non-driver, right? Sure. That I I use public transport a lot, and I much prefer trains to buses because fuck me, man, buses are basically open air asylums, right? right. They're just you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the people that you get on those. So I much prefer take the train. I live close to the train station. We're a junction station. There's five trains out of Glasgow, which is the only place I ever go. So right. all good, right? All great. I have a long fuse. I really do, right? It takes a lot to get me to lose my temper. Mm-hmm. I didn't even lose it during record gate. Got angry, but I didn't completely lose it. Not once, right? You I got were long... so lucid. Yeah, I mean, I'm and... just nice and calm, and you know, I, I, I don't, I just have a long fuse. It's, it's honourable, except because because I know I would be screaming from the toilet. Like, that I would just, be my response. I just, you know, I was like, right, okay, we need to fix this. And if we can't fix it, we need to fight these fuckers. Right. And, if you know, we might not win. But it's the old thing of if you're getting attacked by four guys, one of them's getting a key in the eye. You right. know, you, you, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to win, but one of them is going going away. So anyway, right, I am, I'm, I'm pretty calm. Something bad happens in the house, I deal with it. Something, you know, no problem at all. If a train is two minutes late... I am a fucking mushroom cloud, <laughs> and I will—I'll actually stand there and and see so much that I begin to sweat. Right, that is not fucking normal, and it's just, you're, you're useless fuckers. You can't fucking get a fucking trained on the fucking time you fucking said you would, and it's not helped by the fact that Scott Rail staff and apologies to any of our listeners of Scott Rail staff. Um, well, no. Uh, they sort of treat you like, you know, excuse me, can you tell me why your train's like? No idea. <laughs> right. Well, well there'd be one along in a minute. Couldn't tell you, mate. <laughs> See, that's, that's yeah. what you got to be like us over here and just don't have public transport oh, at all. Yeah. You know, it's great. That, that actually happened to me Saturday or uh, Friday coming into the city. Um. Because, first of all, I would love to see David on the Toronto Transit Commission um, just to see the amount of blood on the wall that would be spread <laughs> at Spadina Station as he goes full John Wick sans puppy. Um, uh, I, I'm ready to get my, my train, and I had scheduled my first dental appointment in two years, finally getting a cleaning because my dentist is still in Toronto because I couldn't be arsed to find one here. He's good. I trust him. So everything was in play. I was going to get in Toronto in plenty of time to get there. 8.45, the train's supposed to leave. I get a text message going, train's going to be late an hour. So I'm like, fuck. Okay, well, I'll just finish slowly getting ready, and I will call the dentist when they're open, which is in a few minutes, to tell them I'm no longer coming and bill me for the late fee of cancellation and blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, I'm just kind of going about my day relaxing into it now because I got an hour. A little pissed, but I'm just like, okay, now I can have a coffee and proper breakfast. Uh, nope, get a text uh, message again. Nope, we're back on for 845. I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? Like, how did you <laughs> yeah. lose and gain an hour? Like, did you just finally do your clocks for daylight savings? Is that what happened? So, 
So now I'm like, fuck, now I got to get the car and I run down there and they announced the train and I had forgotten to get my sticker that says uh, I, my vaccination's been checked. So I'm like, fuck, I got to get in this line. Everyone's pouring out of the station. So I'm like, come on, come on, come on, let's do this thing. They announced the train is coming. And it's one of those automated messages. The next train to Toronto is showing up online. We only have one line. So it's it's fine. Immediately as soon as I saw it, the guy on the phone goes, uh, yeah, it's 20 minutes late. Don't worry about it. It's like, ah, fuck me. So now I'm like, <laughs> am I going to make it? Am I going to? But thankfully, the TTC was like right there. I just happened to grab one of these things where like as soon as I get down to the track level, subway's right there. That never happens for me. So I was like, holy shit. Um Made it on time. That's all I'm saying. Long story short, made it to my <laughs> dentist on time. Had lunch at three because I had fluoride. That's right. That's that's uh, high points of the day. There we go. Let's do questions because I yeah, can't. Let's uh, I'm, yeah. I'm hurting. <laughs> <laughs> You're hurting, and I'm talking about dental appointments. Oh, Get us God. the fuck out of this. Jesus Christ. Blues and Two says, uh, Barry Ferguson, don't discuss. Nope. Done. <laughs> Sorry, I think we may have breached it, but we apologize. You were right, we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, Blues and Two's great avatar, by the way. Love it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Neil Buchanan, after Sunday's lethargic shit show, which new item should Castor add to the match day race? Slippers? (laughs) Slippers, lounge jacket, or a sleeping bag? I would quite like them to put a very tempting, attractive, well-presented plate of food so that they might get their hunger back. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, we um, can't do slippers because we'd have to sit around and talk about why they're the wrong kind of footwear for a couple right. of weeks. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, I do like sleeping bag. If for no other reason, he put in a a, a screen grab of ZZ Top's sleeping bag video. Um, <laughs> and the reason I like that is because apparently it was the Afterburner album by ZZ Top that made Alan Jorgensen of Ministry go to the Wax Track Studios, drag his Fairlight, which they used on that album. Uh, into the parking lot, and he ran over it with a Mack truck. And then the next <laughs> album was The Land of Rape and Honey, named after a small town in Saskatchewan. I always liked the uh, the Butthole Surfer album title, Hairway to Stephen, yes. which I thought was <laughs> yeah. just, you know, I mean, it's daft, but it made me, but it's yeah. daft, but they're, they're called the fucking Butthole Surfers, for Christ's sake, so, yeah. you know, what am I expecting? Oh, there's, there's also 668, The Neighbor of the Beast by My Dog Popper. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I saw a Canadian comedian um oh what's he said Mike something big guy blonde hair um about ten years ago anyway it was very okay. very funny but he said his phone number is six six seven because in Canada we're the neighbor of the beast right yeah. uh oh shit I'll see if I can come up with the guy's name I think I know who you mean he's very funny he did a lot in the UK about ten years ago I think it's Mike as I say big guy. Um, kind of blonde sandy here um he was very good um he also had there was another canadian on the bill i always remember this and his name was uh craig something and he came on and he said oh you know, craig I love, campbell uh, he said i love playing scotland because i literally cannot walk anywhere without being told that i say my name incorrectly Right, uh, and he said he was in. He actually had a full-blown argument with a girl in Starbucks because uh, she said name, and he went Craig, and she put quite correctly C R E G on his on his oh. cup, and and he went no, it's it's spelled C R I A G. She went no, that's mm-hmm. Craig. You said Craig, and he went oh, that's how it's pronounced. And yeah. he said he, she just looked at me with withering contempt and mm-hmm. said, I think I I think I know how the name Craig is pronounced. 
Yeah. You need, I think you mean Mike Wilmot. I do. Well done. Yes. And uh, good friend of mine. Good friend of mine. Very I love, good comedian. I love him because I'm a 52 year old man. And just because he happens to be slightly older than me, every time he sees me, he <laughs> just goes, hello, lad. <laughs> <laughs> he is. If anybody gets a chance to see him, go and see. He's a very funny man. He is the best. Yes. He is a god over here. Uh, see, Ian Henry. Oh, God. Ian Henry wants to fucking shit. I can't talk. God. Uh-huh. I'm so stuffed up, too. That's that's one of the, you know, because it's all yep. there. You're normally so uh, healthy as well. That's yeah, I know. It's true. Yeah. Uh, what's the worst record? Guns N' Roses, Chinese Democracy, or Rangers recent record at Hamden? <laughs> a, a fine pick, incidentally. Um, Both have deep tracks. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go the next time I have because I blame me for it. I must be a fucking jinx. So I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team and I'll yeah, just watch. It's your you know, fucking underwear. That, that, I mean, I had the underwear right. No, can't be blamed. I had matching underwear. I had to buy because I was wearing that orange top. Mm-hmm. And you know, the orange scarf and hat. I had to buy blue and orange trainers, blue and orange socks, and blue and orange wow. underpants. And it was not easy to do that. And I managed it. And, you know, see if Rangers had put in the, the same preparation to the fucking defensive line that I put into my underwear. Um, you know, I I, I had uh, I had a better organised, you know, pubic line than they had right. a defensive line. Right. And that... <laughs> That can't be acceptable, but mm-hmm. honest to God, and it was just, you know, you're just, oh, I'm not even going to get into it um, again, but fuck! Yeah, yeah. At least you can get punched in the face. No. That is true. That is See? True. There you go. Uh, Grandma Snowball, the Daily Record used the name of the dog and the Dam Busters and simply <laughs> claim it's okay as that's his name. Yeah, basically, um, <laughs> <laughs> what they did, yeah. You know, what they did, and uh, what well, it was, it was his nickname. So it was yes. it McDermott. Uh, it was McDermott. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. what was what was particularly bad? I mean, look, he, he, I know Scott, right? And he wouldn't have meant. He genuinely wouldn't have meant it. But it is that sort of cultural thing. And then, of course, you get our fans who go, some of our fans, not all, who go, "Oh, it's not racist at all. It was his nickname." And you're like, "Yes." And unfortunately, yes. it was racist. Uh, <laughs> yes. But. Um, the reason it is is that Mowgli is a small Indian boy, mm-hmm. uh, the character, and Giovanni is Dutch of Indonesian yeah. extraction. Therefore, <laughs> what you are saying is they all look the same. Yeah, and yep. somebody went, well, is it about like saying that Mr. Bean looks like Shota? And I'm like, no, because they're both white men. See how this works. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Had, you, had he been Indian? And had a strong, and he looks fuck all white, Mowgli. By the way, it's no, literally yeah. only that they've got brown skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, the reason. By the way, I I don't think this is a major crime, right? I don't want you know people shot of a cannon for it. But again, this is a newspaper who wanted me arrested because <laughs> I used the word beggars to describe Celtic fans in 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. ergo, yes, I do think they should ha- they should err on the side of caution. No, just don't back down. Yeah. Double oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gavin wants to know who lost the hunger quicker, this Ranger squad or Bobby Sands? I knew where that was going. I was yeah. like, please don't yeah. let it go there. Yeah. 
Yeah, can that's, I just say te- that's telegraphed? <laughs> yeah. Can, can I just say to to any? Well, he didn't lose the hunger. You would have assumed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nine things it, it, that age poorly about Bobby Sands' hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I just um, I actually remember they brought a movie out about it, and I was like, what? And somebody said, oh yeah, it's, it's somebody at uni, obviously, but it was very powerful. And I was like, how much plot is there? I don't want any. A guy goes, I don't want anything to eat for like three months. It's, you know, how exciting is that? Every day a bloke comes in with some food and goes, you want it? And he goes, no. no. And the guy goes, all right then. All right. And fucks off. I said, that's not an entertaining like, there movie. Could, there, there could be plot twists. Like you go, do you want food? Is that a chicken parm? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like to point out to anyone listening to this, before I get arrested, um... <laughs> for anything that I've said on the show today that that was Shane and he got punched in the eye so come on you know <laughs> be, be, be human be human uh, Ian asks what's the worst thing you've ever done that you're willing to admit on a podcast I think I'm going to refer back to David's previous statement of uh, don't relay crimes to thousands of people on the internet so mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've done some fucking horrendous things in my life. I'm a fucking <laughs> yeah. on air, you know. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, that, that, well, I did just admit to accidentally kicking my wife in the fud, so that might be up there. I associated with mobsters, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've, got got a gun in, you've got a gun in your house belonging to a mobster, so. You know. <laughs> well, it's just a box, and I don't level with you. It kind of stinks. Uh, <laughs> of cordite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I, no, I just said uh, everybody in the like. This is one of the things that I always think about. You know, kind of Twitter witch hunts and stuff. And you're like, uh, just take a second, person, to to step back and go, what's the worst thing you've ever done in your life? Right, and be honest with yourself, and then come back and judge somebody because they used the naughty word. Right. I think that the worst thing you've done in your life will pale into insignificance, as it does for most of us, because, what, newsflash, humans, kind of cunty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Alex wants to know, he's, he's got the COVID, sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Alex. But uh, he wants some 80s and 90s movie suggestions. So I, I would start with uh, Police Academy 6. Uh no, <laughs> I, that's just pissing on a classic, is that? Um, yeah, I, I do too, if that helps. So, you know, as you know, I, I love um, 80s and 90s crap movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you go in 80s and you want really 80s, you've got to go Police Academy, um, Short Circuit, Ferris Bueller, yeah. all, all, the, all the top ones. Um, um, I- Speaking of Ferris Bueller, uh, I was just listening to a um, um, uh, a podcast with uh, Alan Ruck, who played yeah. Cameron, oh, yeah, yeah. and did not realize that, first of all, um, Ferris Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off was 24. Yeah, he was 28. He was 30. Fuck. When it, when it came out. <laughs> when it came out, he was fucking 30. Um. But yeah, definitely watch that movie. Watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And if you can yes. find it, if you can find it, um, I would also say um, this one is is so weird, but I I just love it to pieces. Um, Running scared. Oh yeah, Billy Crystal, Gregory yeah. Hines. 
Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Fantastic. Uh, it's Billy Crystal doing peak Billy Crystal impersonating people that are in the movie. It's got Nick Tortelli from Cheers, the actor that I can never remember his name, so I always just say Nick Tortelli. And everyone knows what I mean. Yeah. No, I, what are you guys going to do? Open a bar? It's great. It's... 90s films, um, can I just have a shout out for two Kelsey Grammer movies yeah. that I absolutely down, love. Down Periscope. Down Periscope, which as yeah. you know, I absolutely love Down Periscope. It is a fantastic movie. And the other one, believe it or not, the title of this movie has changed a few times, um, but it's on YouTube. If you search for The Battle Over Bradley, um, it's about uh, a tank. It's got Carrie El- Elwes, is that how you pronounce it? Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got him and Kelsey Grammer in it. Um, 1998, I think, and it's a, a kind of satire, but it's a true story about this tank that the they started designing in 1967 for the Vietnam War, and because they kept adding things to it, right? You know, the the military that it never actually was built, but they kept going back to get the funding for it every year. Ah, and, nice. And it was like, genuinely, it was like 1992 before this, the guy Carrie always please managed to get this project cancelled after 25 years and something like, you know, $100 billion to get this fucking tank built. And it's about all the things, and it's slightly exaggerated, but it's, you know, I've read the book about it and it kind of is true, like doing dummy tests of it to make right. sure that it works uh, and, you know, persuading congressmen. They were like, well, you, you saw it work. And it would turn out that they didn't shoot the target. The target had a bomb on it that was blown up <laughs> at the appropriate time to make it look like this tank. Had, and it was basically what they were doing by the end was putting, you know, like a Volkswagen Beetle. They were putting fucking like tank sides and a turret on top of this and driving about and going, look how smooth this is. <laughs> it was a fucking car. Um, <laughs> that, that, the F-35 is the same fucking kind of thing. Oh, the platform that nobody wanted isn't yeah. useful, but we've got to keep it for 30 years now. <laughs> uh, and some of the ideas they had, they were like, well, can we have portholes in the tank so that the guys can see out of it? Like, well, well, no, we can't because they'll get shot through those. <laughs> and they're like, well, it would need to be a good shot, so just put some portholes in it. And they're like, but it doesn't need to be a good shot because they have submachine guns, so there'll be literally hundreds of bullets, and the chances are one of them will hit the glass and go through. Um, and they were like, no, no, do that. Uh, and, uh, it was just, just brilliant. Right, okay, um, oh, wouldn't it be good if we could also use it as a people carrier? Well, if we use it as a people carrier, then um, we need to reduce the armor or it'll be too heavy to move. Yeah, do that. If we reduce the armor, <laughs> a bomb hitting it will blow it up. And it. Yeah, we'll reduce it even further, then it'll be even quicker and a bomb won't hit it. <laughs> you know, it's just the most ludicrous. Thing. But there, there's a book on it that's mentioned that film. This film's on YouTube, folks. Just search for it. Kelsey Grammer Carrier was by, uh, Bradley Tank and it'll come up and it's an hour and a half. It's great. It's funny. But it also, um, there's a book about it, which is the true story. And it's not that far removed. They didn't have to exaggerate too much of it for the movie. Well, right. there, there's so much. I mean, every military project in the U.S. is, is rife with that kind of shit. You mm-hmm. know, 
I mean, like, just look, look, look at even some of the good stuff. Like, the U, the U-2 is amazing, but it's the most ridiculous plane. Fucking, like, you had to fly it at the exact perfect speed so either the wings wouldn't fall off or it wouldn't stall. <laughs> there, there was, like, a 12-mile-per-hour window in which you had to fly that plane. The new t- I've just checked. The new title of it is The Pentagon Wars because it, it did. It got retitled from its original okay. title. So if you search YouTube for The Pentagon Wars, it's there. It's free watch it you'll enjoy it right. and if you like if you like uh kelsey grammar you will love it right oh fuck it i can't okay i gotta go isis i'm okay. hurting don't say isis <laughs> you're gonna don't go join ISIS. isis i know yeah, you've had a rough whatever. week Jesus. i know you've had a rough week but don't be taken <laughs> in by the seductive propaganda shane the, oh, you know what? by the way true. How how uh, lazy days are they having at ISIS headquarters right now where they just like all they got to do is like, uh, OK, January 5th, uh, we got to get ready to attack the U.S. And they're just one guy is like watching YouTube going, hang, hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I think something's <laughs> happening tomorrow. Oh, yeah, the six. Yeah, 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 they got this. They got this. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's kind of like, you know, the, the every year the South kind of puts off rising again. Right. Um, yeah. You know, they've been they've been planning it since 1865, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know, weather's nice down there. Christmas yeah. is now coming up. You know, we'll do it next year. Yeah, I got a uh, I, I got a busy afternoon. I got to head outside and uh, wait for JFK Jr. to come back. So, <laughs> of course, I got, uh, whew, and, that's a that's a long haul. And I'm storming the Capitol. boy. <laughs> Make sure you take uh, deer horns. Make sure you do that. Yeah. Oh, you, you think I'm going to turn up improperly dressed? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I've got my deer horns in my big furry suit ready. I always wear that, that when I go right. illegally storming buildings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Onion headline of the week. Texas bans access to tall staircases in case women with unwanted pregnancies get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, God. That's true. That's good. Oh damn it! Are I the writers back? It sounds like they are. I'm doing the sponsors. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just. I'm clearly fucking off of it. I know. I know. John Fraser's sponsored. So there we go. Thank you, John. Yeah. Yeah. Go to CopelandStreetwear.co.uk. Get your stuff mm-hmm. ordered before Christmas. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I'm gonna go put the bag of peas on my face. I think. Oh boy. So I'm I glad said, it, ah. I'm glad you ended I'm glad you ended that sentence with of peas. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. Todd uh, even the, the Todd what is stuff? what <laughs> uh, and now we go to Todd. Hi, uh, Shane. Um yeah, uh we're down to uh, the short strokes right now of the uh the month of November, which is crazy. Tuesday through Sunday if you're in Ottawa, I will be at Absolute Comedy. Um Shows are at absolutecomedy.ca. You can just look there for the Ottawa Club. Uh, thank you all so much. Yep. And, of course, Todd on Twitter at hey, it's TVA. Oh, yeah. Uh, David, you can find out everything. Irbox rocks and or heart and hand. Fuck me. I can't talk. Jesus Christ. No, you've, <laughs> done, you've, you've done well. You've done really I'm, well. That's pretty, pretty uh, admirable here. I <laughs> want some sympathy for our boy folks, right? Enough of this fucking, you know, enough of this nonsense, right? I want you all to go and offer him a cuddle, um, a virtual cuddle, on, especially because he's got jail time coming up, as you heard earlier. So, you know, let's let's make his last few days of liberation, uh, of liberty, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, usual usual stuff on heart and hand. Um, Colin assures me that we have launched some more tat 
Um, so if you're the kind of guy who likes um, shite with our logo on it, then if you go to heartandhand.co.uk forward slash shop, apparently we've got a new range of Dutch-inspired, I think you know the colours involved. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, can you recap crap that, please? Is it, is, what is that? Yeah, yeah. basically, there's a lot of kind of tangerine-coloured shite uh, nice. on our website now. So if you need uh, a key ring that, you know, if you, you're going to drive by the Daily Record and you want to wear a T-shirt that will hurt the feelings, <laughs> go to Hartman. And you again, as we always say, you will not be, I've told Colin, he can keep the money um, that he makes from the merchandising. So it's not me that, that's getting the money for this. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, there we go. Happy nine years. Thanks for listening all the time. Happy Thanksgiving if you're over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to try to get through the week without being assaulted. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Results questionable. We'll find out. So, <laughs> but We'll be back next Tuesday. We'll see you all then. Some people call me the space cowboy. 